0: The Sony Music original video game soundtrack release, Sea of Solitude, features music by Guy Jackson. Available on Xbox One and PlayStation 4, Sea of Solitude is a haunting game that takes players on a personal journey of loneliness. Saw your face in the pale moonlight. Composer Guy Jackson is here with us to discuss the game and the soundtrack. Hi Guy, thanks for joining us on the podcast.
1: Hi Max. Pleasure to be here.
0: Guy, your compositions often blend acoustic and electronic sounds together the mood and tone for film, TV and video games. How is writing for video games different from writing for a film or for a TV series?
1: The difference really being is there is no sort of linear timeline that you've got to adhere to. I know when I'm working with the games developer, Joe May on the Sea of Solitude, the technical side of things means that they don't particularly want to give me, here's a three minute spot you've got to fill with music. I supply them with ideas uh, which which then blend into the game as they're building and constructing the game they tell me which ones work which ones don't work they rather like loops looping music not not actually loops or beats or anything like that but they just like things that can eight, and then they can layer the different sort of levels of loops on top of each other to build up different sort of atmospheres. Whereas when you're working on a film you're given a cutscene. Here's your start, that, where the door slams, you want the music to come in there and it needs to finish when the, the door opens again. That's the main difference I find. There's no timeline. It's, it's much more open-ended far more challenging and i find it far more exciting and you were saying about my hybrid approach where i blend synthetic sounds using synthesizers as well as against the the sort of classical real instruments crucial to the way i work
0: quoted as saying Sea of Solitude is founded on a strong creative vision how did you go about translating the game's heavy themes into music the way
1: it started out was quite a few sort of years ago about 3 years ago when we were discussing or I was fortunate to be in the situation where I was discussing with the game's creators the game that was planned they then sent me loads of information about the main characters, so I could go away and create a series of tone poems about the different characters, sort of four or five minute tone poems, pieces of music, and allied to the main characters in the game. They then took those away to start building the game up, and they threw them at the gameplay. Because there's quite a lot of people that work within the company, they thought, these poor people have got to listen to guys' music non-stop while they're building it. And they can switch it off as they're programming and things like that. But if they managed to take sustained listening of my music, then they knew the music was working. So that's what they did. They started putting this stuff together. Then gradually, as the gameplay started to develop, the writers of the game who were over in Germany developing this thing, they then started to feed back to me this bit here where we go into a rather dystopian world and it's all grey and it's covered in mist. We need to find a musical signature for that sort of scene and I would then start fine-tuning into the different moods the game player was going to find themselves. And this was still as the game was being developed It wasn't right at the end, the last moment, hey, Mr. Composer, we've got two weeks to get this stuff, all the music put to it, crack on. So it was totally the opposite. I was supplying music all the way along in reaction to what the game developer wanted. They were helping to instruct me as to what sort of moods Kay, the girl in the game, what moods she finds herself in.
0: There's also music in the game that captures the feeling of relaxation, which gives some relief and respite from the darkness.
1: One of the things that the game's developers at Joe Mee were saying to me very early on was basically, it looks like we need two main strands of music. Dark music and light music, or sunny music. I mean, there is a character in the game called sunny, but sunny music as in the sunshine music. That's what my main objective was, to go and write some dark music, some sunny music. We all agreed it was going to be so much easier to write dark, moody music. Get the right synthesizer sound, get the right tone on a cello, legato stuff and really let it roll and it would prove right. The dark music I did first, a whole series of tones that I would then supply to them. And then it was time to write the sunny music. And that proved a lot tougher. And it basically boiled down to maybe stripping back a lot of the instrumentation, leaving a solo cellist to perform. I wouldn't necessarily play the major, the minors. I'd probably keep it quite open, get a nice resonance going. Hold that down and then let the cellist or the violin player or bassoonists perform across the top of it to create this like lovely atmosphere and say that it's very slow and I need lots of gaps between the phrases you know do not feel you have to keep playing non-stop and that's how we approach the sunnier softer sound of the sound when Kay has found herself in more of a happier state of mind in the gameplay.
0: You're structuring the cues creating loops for each player.
1: I did do this very early tone poem thing, which was so useful. I don't know many other game players that do that, but to give them the chance to do it, to give them the time to do it, but to be able to say, okay, here's the brother, here's the sister, here's the father, here's the mother, I'm going to do a tone poem for each of them. In doing that so early on, I was able to then look at those pieces and then harvest elements out of those to go and decorate the rest of the gameplay where that character was involved.
0: it came time to make the actual soundtrack album, did you need to readapt any of the music?
1: I did. I had a lot of thoughts there because, as I said earlier, you create maybe one-minute loops, two-minute pieces of texture that loops. It could just be the sound of a sort of whistling sound. When Kay walks into a very scary area, and, and I just created a whistling sound. Now, that probably, I would probably it as a stereo WAV file, and it might go on for two minutes. I would supply three others that they could then layer on top of it as and when they wanted to. So I had these series of pieces that would not work very well on a Sony classical album. I then thought to myself, I need to address these tunes that are more abstract things and conjure up a start, a middle and end and a shape, an arc to those pieces. Six months before the game was released, I mean, early January, February, I started to sort of have two strands. One, I was supplying game music that was going into the actual structure of the game and serving up whatever needs the game developers asked of me, whatever types of pieces, whether it's a short little sting whether it was a piece that went on and looped over about three minutes. But then I was saying, right, that's definitely going on the soundtrack because it's quite an important element. And I would then start to develop it with this sense of an arc, a start, beginning and end. So it would work on a CD and it wouldn't just be something that was a bit odd that sort of came and went without too much fuss. I wanted each of the tracks on the album to have their own identities and and know where they started and finished. I didn't want a great big long sort of one hour concept album.
0: Now, the music is ambient, very lush, slow-moving, not particularly driven or beat-driven. Is that done intentionally so that layers don't get distracted by active music?
1: Exactly. You got it right there, Max. One of the things that the game developers did not want was a thunderous, pulsating soundtrack, chomping along, because the game is not like that. There is one section where there is a battle and Kay has to fight off lots of demons from the past and the, and the future and the present probably. And, and that was the one area that I was allowed to tuck in and find out where I kept the beatbox. Apart from that, some sort of more ambient-style beats, there was no sort of heavy God of War-style stuff. It was all, as you said, more of an ambient turn than anything else.
0: The score is a combination of synths and real instruments what is the balance there, and can you talk about some of the musicians and the singers that you used on it? The balance was probably about 70%
1: synthesis and 30% real instruments. Ella Homeford Home was, was one of my main vocalists. I got her in because I needed someone to give the voice a very calming sound and deep sound of a maternal voice, a motherly voice. I searched around through a few musicians I knew and and her name came up and we did it and it was great, she had exactly the right voice. She appears in quite a few of the tracks. She sings Kay's theme, which is singing about her daughter and she also sings on the octopus theme, which is the octopus is the mother. So she sings her own theme. cello is another major instrument i was using and that's a gentleman called tom pickles who plays the cello on the track my floating sanctuary which was very successful and that's one of those pieces where i keep it absolutely minimal and let the cellist have the stage so to speak most important instrument that I found was the instrument that I wanted to represent the father figure and for that I chose the bassoon which is quite an underrated, underused orchestral instrument from the woodwind section. That was one of those instruments that I just managed to find a really good player from the Royal College of Music in London I think she teaches there actually now Alex Callanan on the bassoon it was fantastic hearing that instrument because usually the only time you come across a bassoon is in a large orchestra there's very few pieces that are written for bassoon so it was great fun to be in the room when she was recording it and just wonder how I'm going to mic this thing up obviously you take instructions you look around and see what other people have done but then you've basically got to listen to the instrument that's in front of you and say, okay, that's the best sound, that's the sound I think I want, and get on with the process of recording it.
0: Guy, you're the resident composer and sound designer for Joe May Games, and you've scored and produced a lot of their titles. Sea of Solitude is Joe May's first original game project.
1: I worked on quite a lot of their online games, which were much smaller project. The music has to have its own integrity, but when you're working on smaller online, sort of downloadable stuff, especially five or six years ago when bandwidths weren't quite what they are today, you know, broadband was not quite so available. So you had to be very strict about how long you created your pieces, your little elements, what fidelity they were and things like that. Nowadays it's much easier to work in that field but May wanted to create their big game and they went for it and I was really happy that I was able to sort of be alongside them to help to go for meetings and just the minute I'd finished working on 20 little elements to go into the game and I'd press the send button across to Germany from London here and I'd get an email back maybe the following morning or something I like think yeah, brilliant absolutely fantastic but could you make track number 14 twice its length? I think, so it was really good fun to work on. Um, And yes, their biggest project to date, and hopefully they're gonna go on and on and on from the success they've had with Sea of Solitude.
0: Guy Jackson, we really appreciate you taking some time to discuss Sea of Solitude with us. Thanks very much. It's a pleasure, thank you, Max.